Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, which now includes a specific thread for the Women Into Business Academy. My name is Julie Hogbin, your host on both podcasts, and if you have any questions on anything you hear, please ask, and if you would like a specific topic covered, let me know, and if you like what you hear, please share. Hello, I'm Julie Hogbin and welcome to Book Boon Learning. I am a management and leadership consultant and business consultant and have been working with leaders in business for over 30 years now at all levels from people thinking about going into management to boards of trustees and my aim in life is to create good leaders, good managers and good business because all of those three things impact on so many lives. This episode is all to do with conflict, dealing with conflict, managing conflict, resolving conflict, possibly even arbitrating or mediating conflict. But to really bottom out what is conflict, why it happens, how to recognise it both online and offline and basically what to do with it. And as always, if you have any questions on what's coming and you want to contact me afterwards please do I'm on LinkedIn I'm on all the social media platforms so a definition of conflict that I work with and have worked with for a number of years uh, comes from two writers who actually created it in 1985 now I don't believe in reinventing the wheel and I have never seen a better definition so the writers are Hocker and Wilmot and the definition they came up with is You might want to write this down. Conflict is a struggle between at least two interdependent parties who perceive incompatible goals, scarce rewards and interference from the other party in achieving their goals. Now, we can break this down as we go through. But when you first hear that, there has to be at least two interdependent parties to be in conflict. Now, I say that recognising that we can be in conflict with ourselves. So it is an intrapersonal conflict. Now, I mention that because if any of you have ever been in conflict with yourself about doing something, you may begin to recognise that it really truly does affect how you behave with yourself initially but then of course with those around you they may know you're in conflict they may not know you're in conflict but you will be affecting them so there are five um, types of conflict if you like there's the intrapersonal so with yourself within self the interpersonal so between you as the individual you are and with another individual an intragroup within a group so if you think about teams that is a group it could be a working group it could be a team it could be a group that comes together for a period so if you're matrix working um, remote managing remote working you may have responsibilities for different groups and it can be between groups so if you're thinking about business it could be between a cost element of the business or an income generating element of the business it could be between marketing and sales it could be between finance and operations it could be between 
HR and the chief exec. So between groups or the SMT, perhaps should I say, rather than chief exec, but it can be between groups. And when organisations unfortunately operate in those silo mentalities and with the silo mentalities, that can be quite um, a negative environment and culture to, to work in. And the last one is international, so between nations. I'm certainly not going to be talking about that today. So if you're thinking about managing and leading, the average manager, the average leader is generally involved in the interpersonal conflict so between two or more individuals when they're not getting on. The intra-group conflict when there's a level of tension or conflict within the team they line manage and it, you could end up with little cliques who are sort of against each other or the intergroup conflict. So when it's your team versus another team, whatever that you know, might involve. So coming back to the definition of conflict, and this comes into what causes it, and we'll come on to perhaps to some of the more personal levels, but remembering that you have to have two interdependent parties who perceive, and this is really important, incompatible goals. So conflict is generally caused when one person is aiming to achieve a goal that is different or perceived to be different from somebody else's goal. So what does that mean? We could both have the same goal of achieving the same end result, but we may not believe that we have the same goal. And what happens without management, and especially management of conflict, is that we can ultimately end up working towards a different goal. And I've seen this a lot in teams where the managers perhaps don't manage as well as they could or should or need to, is that people go off and do their own thing. So somebody's working to the goal of the organisation, to the goal of the business, and somebody else may be slightly going off and doing their own thing. If, if teams do not have set parameters, set guidelines for how to operate, the standards, you know, the, the goal setting that we all need to operate to, sometimes that perception of incompatible goals can come forward. Scarce rewards and interference from the other party in achieving their goals. And I have seen this so many times, I cannot really count how many times I've seen this. What one person perceives as help another person perceives as interference. So I, as your manager, come to help you. You do not need my help. Now, there's a lot more to this. As a manager, as a leader, if you micromanage, most team members will butt against that and will um, create conflict over it, or you are creating conflict within them. A member of staff, so an employee, a team member, may do something that isn't in their job role or their job description. And I know they are all really fluid, but I'm trying to sort of make a point here. They may do something that isn't in their job description and it belongs to somebody else. So they overstep the boundary. They may think they're helping, but the other person doesn't want their help. It's interference and it can cause massive conflict within teams and within organisations. That's why I stick with this definition. So rather than you going back to it, I'll say it one more time and we'll move on. 
Conflict is a struggle between at least two interdependent parties who perceive incompatible goals, scarce rewards and interference from the other party in achieving their goals. Just going to mention one more thing because this directs re directly towards you as the leader or the manager of the team, scarce rewards. Depending on how you teach and train your team, your staff, your business, your organisation, if you are not giving your team your time and attention, or if you only give your team your time and attention when they do something inappropriate, they will learn that to get your time and attention, they need to do that thing. And if that thing is creating conflict because it gets your time and attention, they may do that. I'm not saying they do it consciously. They may be doing it to get your time and attention. So think about how you reward the good behaviour rather than just reward or sorry, just punish the poor behaviour, which gives people your time and attention. So let's have a look at this. What is conflict? Conflict's everything we've already mentioned. And there are, and of course, not all conflict is the same. So there are different levels of conflict, and the different levels of conflict that you witness, that you observe, will, of course, require a different response. So conflict goes from a little tiny little thing, which could be described as a little blip, it's a one-off, it's not repeated, and how you would handle that would be very different to how you would handle something that could be classified as gross misconduct, which of course is your highest level of, of conflict that you will ever get involved with within an organisation. So what generally happens is that people don't go from a little blip to gross misconduct immediately. It escalates, it builds, it goes from the blip, it doesn't get picked up on, it, they may do that thing more and more and more and more until it becomes, it gets to the point where people's emotions are involved to a higher level. And as a manager and a leader, you have to manage that. But also for the individual that you are then going to talk to, because you have not mentioned it to them before, they may not even realise that they've done something that's inappropriate. So how you as the manager and the leader walk towards the thing the sooner you can do it without nitpicking, without micromanaging, the better off you will be. The better off the member of staff will be, the better the result will be. It will take you less time, it will take you less energy, and it will have less people involved in it. If you have a direct conversation quite quickly on, it's just you and the other person generally, and you can generally more often than not resolve things. If you leave it until it escalates up to that higher level, you're involved, the person's involved, the rest of the team could be involved, the results for the organisation will be, will have changed, will be lessened. You will probably have HR involved. You may even have, you know, the next level. If you can't deal with it, it goes to the next level to be resolved. So the sooner you can deal with this, walk towards it, the better off everybody is and it maintains relationships. Now, there's another side to this as well. So I um, operate a psychological profiling system. It's called the Relationship Awareness Theory, Strength Deployment Inventory. And within that, it indicates, and this is so true, so I'm relating it to a theory, but I'm then going to make it real for you. This indicates that at the beginning of any conflict, most people don't like conflict, and most people will want it resolved as soon as they possibly can. 
So at the beginning of any conflict, when it's in its embryonic stages, should I say, most individuals will be hap- will happily look at and consider their self, the part they have to play, the other person, the part they have to play, and the problem. So there is an element of three, um, what do you call them, three pieces that make up the puzzle. Self, the other person, and the problem. If you can nip it in the bud at the beginning, people are willing, in general, to look at all three areas. If you let the conflict escalate and get deeper, what happens is the individual will be concerned about themselves and potentially concerned about the problem. The first thing that fades from any ability to be worked with is the other person. So the relationship goes out the window. If it escalates even further, and you will hear this in people's speech, the only thing they are concerned about is themselves. So they become their primary focus. You don't have to look too far to see evidence of this. So the problem goes, the other person goes, the only person they're really concerned about is themselves. Now that is because they want to get back to normal as quick as they personally can. As quick as, yeah, as quick as they personally can. So that becomes their primary focus. Forget the problem, forget the other person. If you're at that level, it's very difficult to manage. And one of the things with conflict, and it's really good to recognise this really early on, you may not always be able to resolve conflict. You may need to manage it, not resolve it. You can't always, you just need to manage it. Now, how do you manage it? Two positions you can take in this. You can mediate, so you try to bring the two people together and they come to their own conclusion, decision, they create the way forward with you as the mediator, or you arbitrate. So you go in, you tell them what's going to happen, and you make the decisions. Now, they're too extreme, they're two differences. Don't start with mediation and then sort of slide into arbitration. Have the conversation up front that you um, want to talk about this thing, let's work on this together to see where we move forward. And tell them that if they can't come to a decision, you will. And then they both comply with what your decision is as the manager or the leader of that particular scenario. So let's see how you recognise conflict. And the one thing that we have to learn how to do is that we walk towards it, especially as a manager, especially as a leader, because this is not going to go away. Very rarely does it go away. So recognise it and walk towards it. How do you notice it? You will notice it in people's silences or less silence. So they will speak more. You will notice it in their tone. So people in conflict sometimes have an aggressive tone, but sometimes you will hear a tremor in their voice. You will see it in their body language, especially if you're dealing with this online um, you know, we, we're online, offline, are we isolated, are we in the office, are we some of us in the office, are some of us back in, in, you know, working from home. You will have to learn 
how to recognize it. Now, this might be your gut instinct telling you that something isn't quite right. Somebody has changed. Something isn't the same as it has been before. You may get a different result in the work that you're looking to um, you know, monitor, to review. I'll be doing another episode on how you um, manage work and um, you know, time scales and, and links to that. So please look for my other recordings. You may get an absence. Now, with absences, there's two ways. You'll get sickness. People do go sick if they're in conflict. But what you might also get is presenteeism. Now, presenteeism is recognised to cause organisations or cost organisations a lot more money. So presenteeism is when somebody is there, they're in, they're present, but they're not actually doing what they're required to do. So sense it. You, the better you know your team, the easier you will find, the easier you will recognise when they're in com- conflict. So never assume anything, ask the questions, find out what is going on for them. If you have a number of your team who are working from home, think about they're not just in conflict with themselves and their work colleagues. There's a, there will be conflicts at home, so working space. Children could be running around, partners could be running around, they could be working in a, in a small space that is their living space, their um, cooking space, their sleeping space. With all the isolation that has been going on just recently, so this is being recorded in October 2020, there's a lot more pressures on people. So as managers and leaders, we really need to learn how to recognise that and walk towards it. The cost of conflict when it's not dealt with costs organisations billions. And that isn't the important thing with all of this. It does cost organisations a lot of money. So we have to, as managers and leaders, really think about that. What we need to think about is the cost of conflict to the individual, to you, to the individuals that are in conflict, to you if you're in conflict with somebody. The cost of that conflict on our emotional, mental health, physical health, the business results, it's huge. So the sooner we as managers and leaders within that responsible position can deal with this, can manage it, remember we may not always resolve it, far better off our employees will be, our staff team will be, the colleagues within the staff team will be, we will be as their managers, as leaders, we will be with other managers and leaders that we uh, interact with how we will be with our managers, our leaders. This goes up and down and across an organisation. The sooner anybody can walk towards dealing with conflict, the better off we all are. Again, a short recording, 20 minutes-ish. If you have any questions on this, please, please, please ask. Connect with me on social media. Send me a, um, you know, a private message. Happily, happily talk you through this never if anybody wants to know any more about the relationship awareness theory which is a very special um, psychological profiling tool very happy to talk to you about that as well but for now julie hogman signing off thank you for listening to the conscious leadership and the women into business academy episodes if you have any questions please ask you can find me on all of the normal social media channels along with facebook pages and groups LinkedIn pages and a YouTube channel. If you like what you have heard, please share to spread the message. 
And if you have anybody or a subject matter that you would like me to either interview or talk about, please let me know.